0: Hello friends, I am Dawn Youngs and this is your chapter reading of My Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. Chapter 2 Room 105. The good news was that Mom didn't try to keep me on a short leash. She didn't keep herself on a short leash, so maybe she figured she had no business keeping me on one. Anyway, after breakfast, I told her, I'm going out, and she said, okay. Not where are you going or when will you be back, just okay. I took a bus downtown. We live in a pretty decent little city. I'm not going to say exactly where. You can stop at a red light without getting carjacked. Drive-by shootings are rare. No snipers on roofs like that. So I I didn't give a second thought to going downtown on a Saturday morning by myself. I knew the building mentioned in the ad. Was the Fairfield? A loser uncle of mine once had an office there. He chose it because it was a good location, but cheap. In other words, crummy. The lobby brought back memories. It looked just the way it smelled, like wet dogs and cigars. It took me a while to figure out where to go. There was just one bank of offices on the ground floor and Room 105 wasn't in it. I finally found it around the back by the loading dock facing the freight elevator. I said to myself, this can't be right. But there it was, room 105. I said to myself, what am I doing here anyway? This door's not gonna be unlocked on a Saturday. But it was. I walked into this huge, empty room. Then I took in a lungful of air and was almost knocked down. It wasn't wet dogs and cigars this time. It was zoo. I didn't mind that. I like zoos. But as I said, the place was empty. There was one sagging bookcase over at the left and one overstuffed chair over at the right. They looked like leftovers from a garage sale or something. I said to myself, this guy has moved out. I looked around again, the high, dirty windows overlooking the alley, the dusty industrial lights hanging from the ceiling, the peeling walls, the color of pus. Then I said to myself, okay, I'll move in. I think I meant it. Nobody could possibly want this place, could they? So why shouldn't I have it? I mean, I already had a chair, didn't it? I could do without the rest for a while. There was one feature I hadn't figured out. The chair was facing a big sheet of dark glass in the middle of the right-hand wall. It reminded me of the kind of window witnesses look through to identify suspects in a police lineup. There had to be a room behind it because there was a door beside the window. Went over to have a look. I put my nose up against the glass and used my hands to block out the light, and I thought it was a movie. About ten feet back from the glass, there was sitting this great, huge, fat gorilla, munching on a tree twig. He was staring right back at me, and I suddenly knew it was not a movie. <laughs> I said and jumped back. I was startled, but not exactly scared. It seemed like I I should be scared. I mean, I knew I'd be screaming my head off if I was a character in a movie. But the gorilla was just sitting there. I don't know. Maybe I was just too dumb to be scared. All the same, I did look over my shoulder to make sure I had a clear shot at the door. Then I slanted my eyes in to see if the gorilla was staying put. He was. He wasn't even quivering, or I would have been out of there. All right. I had to put all this together. The teacher had not moved out. I mean, no one could move out of a place and forget to take his gorilla along. So the teacher had not moved out. Maybe he had just stepped out for lunch or something. forgot to lock his door. Or something. The teacher would soon be back. Probably. Maybe. I looked around again, still trying to figure out what the deal was. The room I was in was not a living space. No bed, no kitchen facilities, no storage space for clothes or anything. So the teacher didn't live here but obviously the gorilla lived there, in the room on the other side of the glass. Why? How come? Well, what the hell? I guess you can keep a gorilla if you want to. But why keep a gorilla this particular way? I looked in again and noticed something I'd missed the first time. It was a poster on a wall behind the gorilla. It said, With man gone, will there be hope for gorilla? Well, I said to myself, that's an interesting question. It didn't seem like a very hard one, though. Even at age 12, I knew what was going on in the world. The way we were going, gorillas were not going to be around very much longer. So the answer was yes. With man gone, there would be hope for gorilla. The ape in the next room grunted, as if he didn't think much of my reasoning. I wondered if the poster was part of the course. The ad in the newspaper said, must have an earnest desire to save the world. That made sense. Saving the world would certainly mean saving gorillas. But not saving people? That's what popped into my head. You know what it's like to have ideas pop into your head? It's like they come from out of the blue. But this one came from outer space. I mean, I can tell strangers from friends. This was a stranger. I gave the ape a look. The ape gave me a look. And I knew I vanished from that place. That's how fast I got out of there. One second I was eyeing the gorilla and the next I was standing out on the sidewalk breathing hard. It wasn't far from the center of town where a couple of department stores are still hanging on by their fingernails. I headed there where I'd find some people. I wanted to be around people while I thought about this. The gorilla had talked to me inside my own head. That was what I had to think about. I didn't have to wonder if it happened. It happened. I couldn't make something up like that. And why would I make up something like that? To fool myself? I went over all this while riding the escalators at Pearsons. Six floors up, six floors down. Very soothing, nobody cares. Nobody bothers you, nobody notices. At the bottom you have to switch from down to up. Jewelry and notions, women's clothing, men's clothing, housewares, toys, furniture. At the top you have to switch from up to down. Furniture, toys, housewares, men's clothing, women's clothing, jewelry and notions all coming at you in restful slow motion. Teacher seeks pupil, must have an earnest desire to save the world. I say, you mean save the world as in gorillas? And the gorilla says, but not people. Where was the teacher while this was going on? And what would have gone on if the teacher had been there? What was the plan? What was the idea? I could see an exotic teacher having an exotic pet—a mind-talking ape. Pretty exotic, yeah. Teacher seeks pupil must have an earnest desire to save the world and be able to put up with a telepathic ape. Hey, that was me down to a T. I stopped for a coke. It wasn't even noon yet.